Hello and welcome to the Pause Podcast. And England have done it. They've beaten Germany the first time since 1966. It's coming home. It's all you, mate. It's all you. We're winning it. We've got it. It's all sorted. It's it's done. I was sceptical. I was sceptical. To be honest, all day I was nervous. I wasn't talking. I was sort of like going, I'm 50-50. Then I was 60-40 Germany. Then I was 70-30 Germany. And then (laughs) when the kickoff, I was just like, come on, 90. We're going through. We fell asleep about 35 minutes first time. Yeah, yeah. It was a (laughs) terrible game. It was like watching Burnley once. But at the end of the day, they did the job. And they're playing well. They haven't conceded a goal still. It's got to come in. We've not got. We haven't got a better chance than now to win the, this competition as England fans. The draw is kind to us, to be honest. When you look at what we've got to face running up to the final, and on the other side, obviously Belgium have got Italy. Yeah. And then obviously Switzerland, Spain. I mean, you don't really want to face the Swiss, do you? Well, not, not really. No, I'll I mean, I mean obviously, you look at Spain, you, you sort of think, well, momentum's with them now to go. To yeah, they are. Three, they're scoring down. a lot of goals as well. They've scored yeah. 10 goals in two games now, aren't they? Germany. Spain will not look, Spain. Forward, they won't look forward to playing against them because they're good on the counter and they're good on the long ball as well. And the thing is, it's anybody's this. It could be anybody's. I'm, I'm just kidding. I still can't believe it. We haven't beaten Germany since 1966. I, I wasn't even a plan at that point. It's it, it, a twinkle there. <laughs> There's a twinkle. I think my dad was a kid then. <laughs> so it's it's great, it's great to be in this position where to see an England side that you can be proud of. We were proud of them last time. Yeah, they should have gone past Croatia in the World Cup into the final, but they're looking so strong now. We've got such a good side. We made Germany look like an average team there. I think the thing is, it's it's had its negatives in the press, but for me. We're hard to beat and we're dogged. And the thing is, defensively, we're organised. And the thing is, I don't think you're going to see England put four or five past anybody of this no. team. What they're going to do is they're going to dig in and be hard to be ugly to watch, but get the results. And we're still not conceding goals. That's the no, thing. No, no. I thought today we would have conceded. I had a feeling on 2 1, to be honest. I did, but. To Germany, well, it started off Germany, then it went thing, but just before the game, I thought, no, England are going to win this 2 1. And it nearly went that way because Moore had a great chance and fluffed almost it really. fluffed it, put it wide. And it's been, it's been magnificent. And now I'm hoping now everybody gets behind it like we did last time in the World Cup, where it's coming homes on every gift, Southgate everything. Southgate, you're the one being sang in Tesco. <laughs> we want everything like that. It's coming home being sang in bus stops. We want, we want the Scottish, the Welsh, and the Irish to be quiet now because they've been embarrassed. I, th- I think the thing is, sometimes in previous tournaments, we've had players where they've had 10, 11 chances and missed and you either go well he played well but couldn't finish it now we've got players who at times in the game you think are they even on the pitch but then score the winner it, do you know what I mean Sterling was very hit and miss overrunning the ball holding on to it too long scores the first goal Kane non-existent for a large part he's of the been game. non-existent in tournaments but kills the, yeah, but kills the game yeah, off in a moment and he that's kicks the thing the, the, these big players are producing at the right moments even though over 90 minutes you'd say they're not having the greatest performances but they are winning the game and that's the thing that's most important right and as everyone remembers this is a this is a sports podcast it's about Stoke City <laughs> and to be fair there has been a build-up of news because we haven't been on it for a while we've we've left it for a month or just over a month so there's plenty been going on 
We're obviously faced with the major reveal that's been splitting the fans in two has been the kit that you've just had, now with your name on the back. And yeah, it's a surprise. It's a surprise that she decided to tell you for some reason. <laughs> I think she was a bit unsure about how it worked online when you put in the name and number on the thing as a custom name. Well, what sure number have you got? So she wanted the year that we met and then obviously my name on the back. So you're having 21. <laughs> and, and my name. <laughs> Oh, it's comedy gold, aren't it? <laughs> but I've had 21. I'm a big fan of whoever plays in that video. I don't know. I haven't got a clue to 21. But, any, but anyway, before we go into that, so what do you think of the kits? Do you like the what the ones, the home kit, the training kits? It's um, all been revealed now. We all know where we are. I don't find the home kit changes a great deal most years, does it? But the away kit, I do like the training kit. I don't know if the the away kit's going to be a grow it. I won't see it in person. I I, I'm not yet. sure yet because I, I, I quite like the home kit till I saw it in person and it, I, I wasn't a fan. But I don't know with this away one because I was really hoping it would be the thick green and black again oh, like last time because I've just bought the old version of that, the vintage one that they've been yeah. selling, the copper ones. I bought that and I really like it. And it's, it's, I've always liked that as our away kit. And it, for me, if it was up to me, I'd, be, I'd make that the same kit every year. Yeah. But if they did that, we'd have the same kit every year and it would be like Arsenal where it's like, you're just always wearing yellow, yellow and, red. and red. <laughs> but don't you think, I think the Macron deal was only put in place this year solely because of Covid. Yeah, yeah. It, no, I, it I, was one of them where they just went, well, we'll just have it for another year because of the pandemic and, and then see where we are next year. To be, to be honest, last year, what I did like him. I didn't like the the cut was own kit, but I really liked the away top, and I did like a hell of a lot. To be honest, last season I'd spent more on Stoke kit than I have done for years. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I added uh, the Audi, didn't you? Yeah, the, the, the Audi, both the training tops, jockeys, didn't you? No, I didn't get trackies. No, I didn't have the trackies, but I had the training tops, both the red and the blue one the dark navy one, whatever you want to call it. I don't mind them. I don't mind Macron, but I'm just, I, I think it's time to move on. The green the green training jacket, the one Michael O'Neill was wearing the other day. Yeah, that looked too jazzy for oh, an yeah. old man. That was too jazzy for I an old man. I thought he was one of the new Power Rangers when he looked <laughs> <laughs> I sort of looked at him and went, well, you're too old for that. <laughs> but I, I don't know with some of it. Like I do, to be honest, from what I've seen so far, I do actually prefer that green training top to the away top. Yeah. I like We've the always sleeves. had a nice training top a lot of the time. I've always found the training tops have always been a decent top. Yeah. But they haven't been as jazzy as recently though, has they? That's, that's yeah, the but thing. both of us like subtle clothes, even outside of football. Yeah. If you're going out, you don't want brash like some of the big... <laughs> Macron! <laughs> yeah. Super dry. I'm super dry. It's <laughs> yeah. written everywhere. Where if it was pitch black dog, yeah. you could still see what the top was. <laughs> what coat is he? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's the thing I think sometimes I do like it where the badge is small and everything's quite subtle I do yeah I mean the own top I think will always be reasonably the same because I remember that year when we changed it completely was it the year when we were in the FA Cup and people were like it's too much of a change you've changed too much of the top and 
Yeah, the FA Cup final. Yeah. I like that top, but a lot of people didn't. But no. it's because of the whole hook, the whole red back, which is what they didn't like. Yeah, because they said they looked like Man United from the back. But I like that top. Man. They are. I still yeah. love that top. And yeah. plus, to be fair, when we played no red, we got to an FA Cup final, which yeah. is a big clue to what it is. I mean, to be honest, I do like it. I, I, I don't know if I like it. I'm gonna have to go and look at it, but. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be buying much this year, but I do like that training top. It'd be good for the gym or whatever, and yeah. just wear that while I'm around because it is a training top. It's for all that use. And number twenty-one, by the way, Stephen Fletcher. Oh, that's not too bad. I'm not that injury prone though. <laughs> Stephen Fletcher, there you are, I'll old man that. for old man. I'll take that. It's about your age now. You're a bit older than him now, aren't you? Yeah, a bit older than Fletcher, but I don't get as injured as much. Get me some boots. I don't know. You've wrist went the other week, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We're too much around you. Yeah, so the, the, the kits are out, people have made the decision, but there's a big 50% really of people not liking it, liking it. And to be honest, I do think it's time for Macron go. And I think if it wasn't for the, the COVID, I think we would have had a new kit I anyway. I think people have made the mind up on Macron more than... Yeah, because there's a lot of people who don't want Macron and we'll never buy it as long as it's Macron because, let's be honest, it's not exactly a big brand that everyone's going to jump out at. I mean, there was heavy rumours just before it came out that it was going to be Macron again, that it was going to be Hummel. Well, I, I don't like Hummel kits, but I think they look nice on striped kits because the, the way the, the things go down the sleeves, yeah. I think it is nice. And somebody did a concept art of Hummel as well. And it looked amazing. Yeah, I really yeah, wanted that yeah. kit. Yeah. And you know, I think people want to change. They've they've had this, that, and the other. And but to be honest, I, I'll stick with Macron. It's not a terrible shirt. It's not a shirt I'm going to say. It's not as bad as that blue and that first one they did when we went down. Oh, that blue kit yeah. was horrible. I, but I actually bought that because yeah, I, I know that it didn't do well. Just so it'd be worth money in the future. Yeah. That's why I bought it. But I can't look at it. I look at it in the wardrobe, and every time I think I'll wear that in bed, and then I think. Yeah. You just give yourself now, that's yeah. the problem with that. Yeah. Right, so now we've, there's been a lot of transfer activity that has happened that we haven't covered any of it on, so we're going to have to do a quick through of all those players. Obviously, Liam Lindsay's gone to Preston on a free transfer to get rid Makes of him. Sense. Kevin Vimmer has finally gone to Rapid mm. Vienna, or Austria Vienna, one of the clubs over there, and I don't know which one it is. Job Centre. Job Centre <laughs> in Austria Vienna. And also, there's talk Etterbo is going to be going soon, there's talk that. Um, Sam Boats could be taking a deal to Shrewsbury there's also to, oh, Ryan Woods has gone as well he's gone to Birmingham I mean are you happy with all the outs yeah um, the only one I'm not happy about is is Collins but the trouble is money talks now don't it and if because we, we're teetering on financial fair play it makes sense why he's gone well the thing is with Nathan Collins is I don't mind him going I have no problem going but I want the fee for him and for me, selling for me one of the best young defenders in in football at the moment for twelve million pounds is an absolute disgrace. Yeah, and, and it skulls at his finest again when we didn't get what we need, what we wanted for Marko and Altovic. They basically saw the money, gone. No, we want twenty million, and then they've backed away from it, and then they've gone. Oh, do you want twelve million? Yeah, we'll take yeah, it. we'll take it now. And it's a poor, it's poor. Mm. It's poor. He's a top player. And he should be going for twenty odd million. He's plus. probably looked at it and gone, well, it's going to balance the books about that twelve million. It will. Yeah. It will. And that's the thing. He's he's looked at it in the fact of let's not get any punishment from the, the football association. Let's just balance the books quick. 
it's well, a quick fix isn't it but that's that sums us up for a few years where we brought people in on a quick fix as well players wise and that's what it is I think really you should have got 20 million for Collins or be only going to spend 20 million possibly not well yeah but then it comes down to the clear he's got four years left on his contract no we'll keep him now yeah I think probably in an ideal world Stoke would have more preferred it if there was three or four clubs having a bit of a, t- a tug of war between them and it didn't really pan out that way and Burnley were really the only one with a concrete bed right? uh, to be honest I think we need to stop doing business with Burnley because they keep shafting us every time they've they, they Bardsley who they got us for free who's been brilliant for them Peters. Peters they got for next to nothing who's been a consistent left back for yeah. them they got Crouch for nothing and we ended up with Sam Vokes and really should have kept yeah. all the crouches no matter how old he was he was a better player than Sam Vokes the fact is that with Burnley you have been stitching us up for quite yeah. a while now that comedy club's called Stoke City yeah they're just laughing at us yeah. and I spoke to a Burnley fan not long ago about it and he said to me oh we, we love doing business with Stoke because we always bully trousers down and I'm like <laughs> you are right though because yeah, you know £7 million hours and £9 million for Sam Vokes who couldn't hit a, couldn't hit a barn door of an Uzi You've got, you've got a, what's his name? We've never heard it that way. <laughs> and it, it, there's many other players, any other deals that we've done with him has always ended up badly. I think one of them was, um, was it Michael Kitely? We got from them as well once. It's, oh, yeah, no, no, that was Wolves once. It was no, from Wolves. cross the ball above three foot off the ground. He was a legend, Michael Kitely, as you know that. He was, <laughs> he, was the, he, was the modern, he was the replacement for Danny Pugh and he was a legend. He was a poor um, man, Aaron Lennon. He couldn't cross the ball either. He couldn't do anything apart from runs. <laughs> Good running. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Collins deal, I'm not impressed. I don't think I will be. I'm just, I'm angry at the fee. Because yes, 12 million has come in, but 20 million, you're just standing fire. And we know financial fair play is coming, but for me, it's just a big excuse. It's a big excuse, this financial fair play. It's starting to annoy me now. Because Villa, when they, came, when they came down, spent for three years and then finally got promoted. And I remember speaking to I think it was a Brentford fan who said yes the way we do it is brilliant but it took us nearly five six seven years to get promoted it took us a long time to go up because we're losing star players having to find replacements and then go again yeah and the event they only got went up through playoffs really yeah so but it's a gradual burner and it? it's a process it's a, yeah but they, they, they do things brilliantly as well yeah. they, they spot good players they mature them through and then sell them off for millions of pounds Stoke don't do that really but it's no. the thing that we could do is the Villa one where you just go right forget this financial player he is, he is 40 million rebuild that Stoke side get us in the promotion and FFP disappears but this comes back to what we spoke uh, sort of last season about some of these players that are weighing us down if they're not on the books and some of these young lads are getting a chance I'd more prefer that than have some of these ones like Vokes who are frustrating every week and they do nothing they don't contribute anything to the side whatsoever and the thing is we've got good kids coming through the academy now and they should get a chance I'm not saying we don't need to spend money because we do but the problem is we've been spending money year on year and a lot of them aren't working out well we we, we had one go didn't we when we first came down we spent all the parachute payments on on players and none of them really are regulars I mean I can't think of a regular actually no out of any of the signings that we made so it's one of them I still think there's a load of players that have got go you know Joe Allen I think it's time's up now at Stoke I think it's time for him go yeah. it looks like Lucas could be on his way to Sheffield United was West Brom after their surge 
Sage Page, is it, or yeah. something like that, they're after him. So, you know, you were looking at it and I'm not, I'm not going to go excited into this. I will be excited because I can't wait to get back in. It's gonna be, I'm going to be like a kid in the sweet shop, but just got to be gradual and think about what we're going to do this season because it's not going to be... We aren't going to go jumping out and no, destroying the league. And the thing is, this is a typical closed season time when obviously you've got the European Championships on. Everything is quiet. doesn't matter even if it is in the second tier. Normally when international football's on, club football goes completely quiet for a bit where yeah. you don't hear a great deal. Well, it does, but normally England are crapping straight out. So yeah, we, we, we whereas we're going to win it. So. Well, this time we're going to win it, so it's, we're getting right to the end. <coughs> but right, so we'll talk about the players that have obviously gone. I'm, I'm, I'm glad most of those players have gone, even though they are free transfers. And we've had major losses from all of them, but I'm, I'm glad with what we brought in. We brought Ben Wilmot in from, from Swansea. If not some from Watford, sorry for one point five million or or around that mark. He's a player that's impressed. Watford fans are a bit gutted they've let him go for such a cheap price. He's had a, a great spell getting to the I think the playoffs last year with Swansea. It's pretty much a first choice centre back. They wanted by get him in permanently, but yeah. their board for some reason just doesn't want to spend any money whatsoever, even though they aren't in debt. And I think it's a great deal for Stoke, really. It is, and, and the thing is, if if he does perform Arthur Stoke, it could be the possibility that you see back going in the future. Yeah, maybe yeah. not in the summer, but maybe in the future. I think once their contracts are up, those players like Chester and They've I think gone. Chester's only going to sign a one-year extension anyway. So I can see him going at the end of the season because this lad's twenty-one. He's a natural left-footer, so he'll go on that left side of the centre-back partnership, yeah. which then starts to make Chester. At the end of the season, they'll find because he's he's basically been a, a rodeo chester. And it's like we'll sign you, we'll sign you, <laughs> we'll keep you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, brilliant, that's brilliant. Get that cowboy. On <laughs> you're staying. <laughs> this but year. I suppose you've got to look at the same thing again, where it's forty six games. It's a long season, two games a week most weeks. Some numbers do count in this division, don't they? At times, yeah. But that's the good thing about this season. We aren't going to be playing as erratic as we've been playing this if, the COVID yeah. season so it will go back to a bit of normality as well and you know a young player like Ben Wilmot he's a part of the youth set, set up in England as well he's got good pedigree he's had a good loan spell that proved that he can play because he got he pretty much was first choice of Swansea in their playoff hopes so I think that's a good signing Nathan Collins is yes gone which is a big loss to, to me to be honest if he'd gone for twenty million and we bought Wilmot in, I would have been getting yes, brilliant yeah, business. Good business yeah. Brilliant business. Because there's a few people who were coming out going, Well, you know, twelve million pounds a good deal and I'm thinking, it's not two thousand and five anymore. <laughs> it's it was, not a good deal. If it was twelve million <laughs> in two thousand and five. Well with add ons like Well there is add ons, there yeah. is add ons on the deal, yeah. Yeah. So I think we get ten percent or something like that when he goes and then I think if you play so many games, we get another mill or something like so that. So it'll go like Barca for Yeah, so we'll Barca for 480 million. We've got 10% of that, which is all right. 20 million, brilliant! <laughs> uh, yeah, so also another player's come in, which is Bonham, the Gillingham goalkeeper who decided not to sign a new contract and to come in. Third choice goalkeeper now, because it looks like Blondie's going out on loan. Talk of um, Swindon are going to be having him on loan for the season. It's not really a first choice signing, is it? It's just a <coughs> I don't, I don't know. He's, I think he's, he's yeah. breaking in the Ireland position as well now. He's played yeah. a couple of caps for Ireland. He, he looks, he, to be honest, everything I've read, it's similar to Alan Davies, where he started 
off and then had loan spells and then has decided, no, I'm not going to stay at this club, I'm going to drop and earn my way up and he's done well for Gillingham. Yeah. Been a part of a promotion party with Gillingham as well a couple of years ago and has been a stable number one for them as well. So it's a good, I think it's a really good signing. But the only signing is with this, I'm a bit worried of who's... We've got, it seems like now we've got four, we've got two very, well, we've got one very, very promising young goalkeeper. We've got a good young goalkeeper in Blondie and now we've got sort of late 20s sort of goalkeepers breaking in there yeah. as well and wondering what's going to happen because that bottom won't be happy sitting on the bench or not playing at all. No, no. So is Birgit going out on loan again? I, I don't really know because I mean I bet the lad's sick of going out on loans but get on <laughs> again <laughs> well I was getting mad at it house I've had to rent 19 houses in four years <laughs> living out of a box <laughs> so it's one of them because I, I thought basically it was going to break through and be the number one this season but I, yeah, I did yeah especially with his loans how well he did on his loans spell um, which one? The, the end one <laughs> the playoff one the, the one game at Lincoln what a lad <laughs> he's gone at Lincoln wasn't he yeah they loved him at Lincoln we always played one game he was alone for one game <laughs> uh, yeah so you know he, he looks like he'll be going out on loan we, we, and obviously also young gifted lad Taylor's got out on loan to Joey Barton to go and play at Bristol Rovers which is good for the young lad yeah did he not have him at Fleetwood when he was there no, no, that he's the one who loaned Harry Suter to Arsenal Row and then produced him through. So hopefully he'll do the same with Taylor now and, and get him up to speed and ready for... Because they, they're favourites, I think, to go up from League Two as well, back to League One. So it, I think that's a good place to go for him to get yeah. steady football. And, yeah, and not struggling himself. as well. Yeah, because what we don't want to do is send him out on loan and he struggles to get in the team and then we're yeah. all going oh what, what have we done here it's just a waste of a year waste of his career of a year and waste of our time as well yeah right so now we'll talk about what's going on with the squad and where you think we still need to improve with what we've got left off the transfer window there's obviously talk of Josh Windass coming uh, the legendary Dean Windass's lad you know it was not to be honest has not really kicked on no. from this elevated young lad that went to Rangers and failed then went to, I think, Wigan, is it now? Yeah. In failed sort of, and no, no, now he's at Sheffield Wednesday and obviously getting game down with them, but he hasn't really ripped up trees. He hasn't impressed me no. enough to me to go, yeah, let's get him in. Yeah, you're but, not looking at him going, oh, well, he scored 25 goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bit linked to George Grant, who is the highest goal scoring winger in, in League One last year as well, who played for Lincoln. So that's one I'd, I'd go, yeah, if we can get him in. Because yeah. the thing is, what I want to see and what we haven't done for years and years at Stoke is get confident, informed players. I think that's been our problem for a long time. We get other people's rubbish yeah. and try to turn it round rather than get someone who's like coming in going... They're like problem children, aren't they? Because they're yeah. always like, he has got class, but he is a bit of a pain in the arse. And yeah. it's like trying to get the best out of him. Everything on out of it. It's always, yeah. always like, well, it's all right, but watch him. It's a bit... Fast, McLean. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 he turned up. He, he put a picture online today in a in a Germany top. Well, he's Irish, isn't he? And what he didn't yeah. get knocked out, but yeah. you know, you're lucky I've been shot. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, he looks a tip now. To be honest, he's one. If he left out, I, I don't think I'd be yeah. bothered now. If I had his phone like, number, I'd just ring him down and laugh at him. <laughs> 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 what are you doing with that Germany shit, mate? <laughs> 
I was, I was like cheering it up for you. Do an England one? <laughs> That's so you know you're looking at. This, I think there's about five or six that need go out. But you know where do we? Where do, if you're looking at it now, where do you think Stoke need massive? Still striker. Same last year, same as the year before. Well, you can't be. You're having Stephen Fletcher on the back of your top. You must love him somehow, really. I'm having Stephen Fletcher. I mean, I <laughs> Yeah, it's say it, it, every year. And the thing is, I don't want City like one of the typical fans who says, "Well, we're not scoring enough." Good. But the problem is, we do need a striker. Fletcher played a game, out for a game, played a game, out for a game. Tyrese isn't going to be back to his full best when he is fit. When he's fully fit, he's he's going to be the player that's going to make the most difference. I think Tyrese Campbell this season. If he can get, if he can get him firing like he was before. Well, apparently he's fit now. He's back to normal training, and everything. Yeah. So hopefully we can get him ready for the pre-season. And for in to me, to me though, I still think right back needs to be fixed, and midfield needs really sorting. That midfield needs sorting. There's no creativity in that midfield yeah. for me. Lucas is obviously on his way. He's he's probably fallen out again. Mikel's not going to play forty six games. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about John McCann. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you said, when he plays centre midfield, he plays much better for us than he does when he sits behind the yeah, back yeah. four. Yeah, that's the position. That's yeah. for me the most important position this season. If we want to try and break into those playoffs and become a good side this season, we need a holding midfielder that can yeah. do the job. Yeah. Not not a winger that's turning that because he played yeah. it, it under not 16. Not a player who's 35 and he can't run that well, so we'll <laughs> stick him in front of the back four. Makaleli free, get him in. <laughs> we want, want somebody who's young, fresh and ready to go. You know, because it's like Michael O'Neill came in, he has come in and said the right things. It's like players like Ngoy and Lassie Sorensen who, who have just been sort of rotting in under 23s when they haven't been getting loan spells yeah. at the key times of their careers to progress and get improved. Yeah, because they'd have been in the squad now. Yeah, because they would have progressed enough, got yeah. enough appearances and shone. And it's like... Because what I saw Sorensen when he, when he first played for us, he, he, he looked a real talent and mm. then he's, he's just tailed off now. Yeah, because he hasn't had that spell to go out and play football yeah. and show what he can do. Was it MK Dons last year? Yeah, he went to MK yeah. Dons. He's, he's played some football, but he, from what I'm hearing, he hasn't majorly ripped up trees. No. He hasn't impressed enough for us to go, yeah, we'll give him a chance in the first team. So it's a shame with that. There's, I think there's some little bits of talking that Christian Norton might be going out on loan, and there's heavy rumours he could be Vale. Well, I've said this before, whether Stoke fans like it or not, these young lads who are in the academy and to me they, they more than likely live local let them play local mm. it, it's good for them I've said this before you see these loan spells and they send them four or five hours away from, from home it's the first time they've lived away from mum and dad mainly Shrewsbury <laughs> yeah but it, it's there though it, it, I just think I know some fans are like, no don't send them Vale but at the end of the day the young kids and if they go there and they do well and they're going home at night they might get a good loan spell because they're happy and they're comfy they're still going back to the normal home every night and they're driving however long up to the to the rail ground every, every weekend yeah because I think that rivalry now is dead yeah it's like for me now if somebody said to me what shirt would you rather wear I'd rather wear a Vail one than an Arsenal one I'll be brutally honest with you the thing is if Vail if you're playing them in the league on a regular basis it's, it's different then yeah, yeah. Like the 90s there was true rivalry yeah. because we played in each other but before that and after that we we don't yeah. play them we, we never get them in the cup either because it is one to look for every time the yeah, first is, rounds yeah. of the cups I'm always going come on let's get Vale in the cup but we you never do you can't really look at the, the, the 
I mean, trophy because it's just a load of Coney Island kids having a, having a scrap and they couldn't fight away out of a paper bag. Or yeah, basically. Throwing, that throwing that was quite embarrassing, that was. Well, it was embarrassing on both sides, really. <sighs> to me, on a, on a development sort of stage with the kids, to me, if you can get them to go Shrewsbury, Vale, Crewe, places that are within a good, de- decent driving distance where they're half an hour, 40 minutes away, Shrewsbury's, what, 50 minutes for me, and if that is one road, it, it is a straight run, and, and you've only got to look at Tari's when he's gone there. Yeah, he's, but he's had a good loan spell there. Pretty well, it came back, he came out and said he didn't. He said it was. He, well, he clearly was, he did, because when he came back. But well, that's what I mean, but he got football in learns yeah. from it and, and got the experience of it. Sorensen might grow, because yeah. he's had, finally had this loan spell, but. He's 21 now. He's, he's, I know that's young and everyone's going to go, what, 21? But yeah. it's really important that when you're young, you get that time where you can impress and improve and, and learn your game. Someone should have <laughs> just told him that the stadium's always empty and without good. Well, it is. <laughs> it's a club I don't like, that club. I don't yeah. understand why he built that top tier but never put seats in. Because he, he, he was aiming for Champions League and everything, MK yeah. Dons, but puts no money in. Right. <laughs> we'll run ourselves, but we'll be in the Champions League in fact. Yeah, no, you won't. Lewington at right back will get us there. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sort it out, he will. Yeah, it's, it's one of them now, there, but you know, the season's coming up fast. Have you got your season ticket? Have you, I've got my season ticket, everything's been put in. So, you know, now we'll just have a quick look. Are we, sit- are we sitting at a place apart or have you even read about this? <coughs> no, from everything I've read, it's just back to normal. So from, you can get some cuddle? Yeah, so you can get yourself back in, you can you can start fights with people and like normal <laughs> on, the, on the top bench. I think it's just exciting to get back into the ground. That, that's it's going to be weird. Obviously. It, it will be weird because it's been a long time since we've gone and it's strange really because that's the first time last season I haven't been a single game since I was a kid. Since yeah. I was a child, I've had a season ticket for that long now. That that's the first season. A lot of people who maybe couldn't have a season ticket through work commitments or something one year have always managed to go a couple of games when yeah. they can, a, a midweek one or when they're off on Saturday or whatever. And and the thing is, literally, none of us have been anywhere. And it, I don't know. It's just I want that. I think that'll help my normality of life a little bit. Going yeah. out the football on a Saturday. I, it's just basically proved to me that I don't think I could be a plastic supporter. I, I couldn't be a plastic Man United fan. It's proven no. to me. I, 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 I may have hated the fact that I haven't been able to go and I haven't been able to support the lads and, and get behind the team. I think at the beginning, people <coughs> sort of adjusted to it a bit because we weren't used to it and it was like, well, we'll do this and we'll get this done and we'll go on walks and everything else. But we're 15 months on now. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> it's getting a bit like... The first bit, it was like, oh, mate, we can go for yeah. a walk and, and all this kind of stuff. But then, I'll go for a walk. I was how that we're in. It's bloody 80s here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for a walk, John. <laughs> Get your binoculars. <laughs> oh, look at that bird over there. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's not, it's not even just the fact of watching a football match. It's the fact of going through the turnstile, seeing everyone you know, that the music at the beginning. Yeah. The, the buzz in the ground, everything, the first time you had Delilah when it kicks yeah. back in. Unibrow, uh, Voyage, yeah, um, Seal Boy, Seal Boy. Emmy uh, thinks he's rock hard. Yeah, the Guff, the Guff, the Guff, Five foot six and as thin as a fag end. He's as tough as nails he is. Emmy yeah. um, needs a good bath at the end. Oh yeah, there you And traders are all white. Yeah, we've seen it with that white shirt, it was slightly brown. 
Lovely. Ever used working spoons and had the, the whitest trainers of ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Basically, was a United fan for 20 years, but met him at Stoke Beard and all of a sudden now become a major Stoke fan. Now he's like tie off or something. Yeah, completely everything. I'm surprised. He said, he, I said, Buddy, are you just missing Stoke trainers? He said, I'd get some the ones. Not that white. He <laughs> said, he couldn't get any Stoke trainers. I was like, Yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a bit of a glory on team. But then characters a part of the day, aren't they? Yeah, you, yeah. Win, lose or draw, then sometimes what you miss, you miss that that sort of same sort of little bit of reality every time you go to the game. Same faces, same laughs and, and everything else. And you, you take it for granted, like when we oh, were massively, going every, everywhere you thought, oh, well, it's, it's just getting stoned. Because especially how garbage we were until... Until the last season, where things have finally started to move on an upwards trajectory instead of a downwards, but finally, you know, this season coming in, I've got optimism about the squad. I think we've got the right manager in charge. I think things are improving. We've got a more youthful squad breaking through now. Uh, to be honest, I don't know half the players that are coming through now, but there's there's, there's something building now under yeah. Michael O'Neill, and that's what I'm, I'm really excited to see. I mean, what's it going to be like going through those change styles first time then? I don't think I'll find many fans moaning that game. Will there be any tears around the ground? There's going to be people crying. Be There'll be some women there, a bit emotional. <laughs> That's just sexist now. I can't put that on the podcast, can we? <laughs> oh, it's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on our team. There'll be a few, few blokes who've had one too many beers. So. Oh, there'll be most of the crowd. Obviously. <laughs> 80% of the crowd will be battered. You <laughs> must keep social distance. <laughs> so, well, who? <laughs> well, that's the three of you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like even stupid things like when you go down at half time, we always stand in the same spot outside. Yeah, yeah. You always speak to the same people. There's always the same group of us every single week. And you come out and you go, why do we watch this garbage? Why this, that, and the other? And you, and you sit there and you think, do you know what? I, I don't even think I'll say that. You just think, I'm glad to be back. I'm just glad to be back to have that normality. It's just that normality of the weekend again, isn't it, getting back to Stoke? Because there's obviously people who are, fa- who are supporters and then fans, and being a supporter is something I've done for so long that you take it for jack- for granted. That you, you do, know, yeah. you do massively. And, and, and the thing is, it, I, I never, never in my wildest thoughts thought it would go on this long. I mean, at the beginning, you were thinking, all right, three, four months, we'll be back at the game. And then it went on a bit longer and a bit longer. And it's like torture watching football now and you're not going. I mean, don't get me wrong, people have had the opportunity to go to the Euros, haven't they? But when we were still playing league football, you're sitting there watching your team play going, this is just torture, not being able to go. Yeah, towards the end especially, yeah. Because obviously this season we've got we've had a great thing with Blackpool coming up. We thought, what a great trip, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Well, after that, I just drive up in the van. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's one of them where you, you think I thought great oh I could plan a weekend could plan a weekend here we go we've got Blackpool away in the league and then I know straight away it's on a Wednesday night you're thinking do you know what I'd like fancy doing that I'll jump, jump in the van well, I, I don't know I'm, I'm tempted to book maybe two three days but I don't want to stay in Blackpool for three days well, I, went, I went not long ago and one night was enough mm, you'll not come back with Covid <laughs> <laughs> I ain't come back with someone else around there Especially this place went in the chippy and honestly this one was that rude. She's like, chip boards there. I was like, yeah, I yeah. can see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what they used to, to that tourism, it takes all the 
customer service yeah. <laughs> and done it. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I love the front, so what we've done the front. Because I haven't been for 17 yes. years. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've already took when I was there, because I think it was... I think it was 16 or 17 the last time I went. Wow, a lot's changed then. So it's, it's a completely different place now since I've been. A regular me once a year. You're one of them, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, let's go back see that nothing's changed. <laughs> Ooh, very but Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the fish and chips from Coral Island. It's nice. There's a little, there's a little like restaurant at the back. I just like the tap shops, can't beat it. But anyway, we, we're getting away from. from the <laughs> Don't lose four 0 but I got to go to the tap shop. I mean, we, to be honest, we've got a tough start to the season that's coming up. You know, Reading is not an easy, easy match. You've got quite a few odd games that are crumbing apart. I mean, are you glad with Reading first match? Well, I mean, we've always been a bit. I mean, we went three 0 last year away. Battered them, don't we? Like last year, I can't. I can't that's what I mean because I haven't been. Yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you fade away. Won, won three, no. and, and the thing is, we've always had a very up and down. Reading a lot, we win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You know, we sit there and go, we've always struggled against them because we haven't. We have had. Remember in the Premier League times, we always just draw for some reason. Every time we played them, it was one all. Yeah. We, so it's it's probably a nice game. To start with, just to see how, how we are. But the thing is, you know what the championship is like. Teams can be rock, right at the bottom the year before, then the top six the year after. It's that, that much difference in City. It's not, you don't see that much gradual pro- progression with a lot of teams. You'd see one maybe that keeps creeping up year after year. But ready. One minute they're down there, then they're a bit higher up, then they go back down again. Yeah, they're they're a very yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're very hit and miss side, and there's that many of them in the championship. Though, isn't there? That's that's the thing that goes on. I mean, we've got quite a tough t- tough set of fixtures really, because obviously we get ready to own the first match, and then we travel to Birmingham City on the Saturday. Then Tuesday straight after that, we're then travelling to Swansea away. Which isn't easy. They've always been decent in this division, aren't they, Swansea? Yeah. And then we get Forest and then Fulham away. So it's a hell of a tough start for Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that that could be a big show of how we're going to do well this season. So if we yes. start well, there's every chance of playoffs or getting around that mark anyway. Yeah. You know, they're the first few games. I mean, after that, Huddersfield, and then we play Barnsley, and Barnsley are no mugs anymore. You know, they got to the playoffs last season. No. They're a good side. They've got that obviously that analytic system and. Uh, that took over America and I mean well, I think you're going to see a few loan signings again I do but this time in summer I don't think you're going to see masses of cash spent I really don't the, the Collins sale is going to be to sort the books out I, I don't think you're going to see a massive amount of money but I said this last year this is a five six year plan this yeah. to sort the finances out rid the rubbish out and rebuild and to me any fan who sits there thinking we're going to finish top three are dreaming yeah, because to me this is a process that we need to respect and, and think right well they're going these players are coming out of the club the ones who are on way too much wages who are not performing not going out alone and not really performing either no. and yeah. not helping us get rid of them and they're going every year we've sat here another one's gone another one's gone yeah. another one's gone and it's going it wouldn't surprise me if you saw another four loan signings coming I think loans will be coming in. Michael O'Neill has come out and said that it's going to be free transfers and and cheap deals and stuff yeah. like that, which I don't, I don't mind. But when this fair play goes away, I, I want to spend again. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. I want to see us go and get some good quality players from teams. Like if if Peter would get, go down and that Clark Sultz or whatever his name is becomes available, I want us to go and pay five, six million pounds and get him an our forward line. Yeah. Simple as that, really. Because at the end of the day, we've got owners that have got money. And yes, fair, financial fair play is a problem. But like I said to a few fans on, on the Bottles group page, I said to them, well, you can counteract FFP by getting promotion. So if you sign, I don't know, go out and spend 18, 20 million on four or five good players that we know is going to improve us, that could be a difference of promotion or not. Yeah. And if we get promoted, all those problems of FFP go away because, because of the money, of the money that comes in, the new sponsorships that's come in, yeah. the TV revenue that comes in, yeah. we go up and FFP goes yeah. away. And that 40 million, 50 million you spent disappeared. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah, and then, then you, you spend again. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a bit worried that we've only had one crack and now we've just sort of like sat back and thought, well, we'll, we'll just go with whatever he says. Yeah. The trouble is, though, I suppose from a, from the board's perspective, they did spend to get us back in the prem the first year, yeah, and it right fell right. apart. And they're probably a little bit reluctant to go. Oh, let's do it again, if it's not going to work. When you think how we started the season last year and how we ended it, they were like two different seasons. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think from from a business perspective, if we started well and we were a little bit shaky in the middle then kicked on a little bit and maybe missed out on the playoffs by two points or whatever else, then the board might sit at the end of the season and go, do you know what, let's have a right crack at this because we might be able to just go from seventh to fourth or to third just by spending the money. The thing is, your investment's got to have some stance. When (coughs) When someone wants your investment in a company, you've got to have a sales pitch. You've got to pitch them the idea that this is going to be worth you investing your money in. And it's no different than a football club. At the end of the day, if you're 24th in the table or whatever, you're not going to get someone coming and go, we'll tell you what, well, next year we'll give you 100 million, get you back up again. <laughs> That's <laughs> what happened with Villa. Yeah. 60 million here. <laughs> yeah. But I just think, where we are up to at the moment, I don't see, I don't see he's ever going to look at it that way. If we finish 8th or whatever this season coming, then he might go. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's 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 try again. But to me, we still need to get rid of the rubbish, get the books balanced. It might be another season that's easily forgettable. Yeah, no, there's a lot of work that's got to be done. I mean, I don't want them to go out and spend loads of money. Not until if we had a squad now that's capable but just needs that finishing touch to it, then I'd go. Yeah, why aren't you spending? Yeah, because because at the end of the day, if you put it ten because. The fact is, we've got the richest owners in the championship yeah. by a country mile as well. Yeah. So, you know, when you've got that kind of money, when the opportunity of buying a really good top player comes along, you expect them to spend at the end of the day because if they want to see Stoke do well and progress and become a big club, they're going to have to use their own money because there's no yeah. other way Stoke are going to do it. The thing is with FFP at the moment, it's, it's a case that's losing its argument because only the smaller clubs are getting punished. United City have jumped away from a charge. Barcelona twice have jumped away from a charge. Real Madrid have jumped away from one. Juventus have. Yeah. Milan jumped away from three charges. They, they aren't getting any consistency with how the FFP is working. So they will remodel it because they can't stop clubs spending money. No. They legally can't do it. No. If they want to invest in a football club, they can. Yeah. 
So for me, yes, we, we could be because there's always that gamble that if Stoke went and spent twenty million pound and then went and didn't go up, then we'd be at odd. We could end up, you know, having point deduction and everything. I mean, without without pointing the finger too much at, at football club owners, but there's a reason why they've got that money before they've bought the club. It's because they know every little trick under the book how to get the most out of their tax over the years and get the most revenue in and how to fiddle the system where they need to to be that profitable in what they're doing. So when they come into a football club, they know how to do it with that as well. Mm. Because they find ways around things. Well, this will do this and this will do that. I'm not saying they're corrupt, but there's a reason. Most people, have been, they've got no little tricks along the way for get further up the ladder. And to me, they're all the same. They sit there, most of the ones who've, who are man-made millionaires through a minimal idea are in League 2, League 1. Them ones who push the boundaries know how to make the most money. And, and no matter how they do it, they'll do it. They'll step on anyone's toes to get to the top. And, and that's the be all and end all of it they'll do it at any level and in football that's why the big clubs get away with it I think because they know our federal system they know how to work around FFP before it's even started well that's the big thing then to yeah. FFP it, it is trying to get around it because some do and some don't some don't and end up with like points deductions and all that sort of stuff and FD fans but then others go oh uh, yeah they, they're a bit dodgy with financial fair play then all of a sudden it's forgotten about and no one's mentioned it again. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems a bit corrupt somewhere along the line. Well, the biggest case at the moment is happening in our league, isn't it, with Derby County. We don't know if they're going to get a point deduction from last season. So Wick, Wickham are in limbo. They don't know if they're going to be up or down. And uh, how long's that been going on? Months and months. It's, it's, it's it, takes, it takes too long to get things sorted. I mean, at the end of the day, they broke the law. They broke the rules last season, knowingly broke the rules. So the fact is, they're, getting, they're going to get a point deduction. But I agree with... Gareth Ainsworth, the Wickham manager, that why is it being charged in the season that's just gone where they broke the law and then they get relegated and start again afresh from League One? I'd love that because they hate Derby. So it's just, one of them. What I don't understand sometimes with the decision making of it is if someone's been done for a crime in court and the evidence is there in front of the judge and he's got it all in black and white and you damn, you've banged to rights for what you've done, you go, Right, make a decision. There and then, done. If Derby banged to rights and they got it all there in front of him, why has it took six months to make a decision? Because it's legal matters, because they, they, have, they have been charged, but the problem is it's punishment and now need to go through. And Derby keep rejecting. So basically, Derby are dragging their heels by basically trying to get another court case done about the decision. And they know that that decision will go against them, but it takes time. And by the time it's that sorted, and then by the time the punishment course is, they'll go against that. And by that time, the fucking season started. <laughs> yeah. So then they're in, they're in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. It's what Sheffield Wednesday did. They dragged it out as physically long as it could. It doesn't matter how much money it costs. Drag it out as long as we can so we don't go down. Ooh, we're not turning up today. <laughs> right, we'll have a 10 point reduction in the championship. Brilliant, we're staying up. <laughs> and it didn't work, unfortunately, for Sheffield Wednesday because they ended up going down. But, you know, and Derby will go down because Wayne Rooney, he hasn't got a clue. I'm sorry, he's, he, he hasn't got a clue. There's no manager there. But the thing is, Stoke, I think I'm excited for this new season come. I mean, I'm excited for bringing the podcast back. I'm hoping everybody will get back on and start listening again. Because to be honest, I'm sick of getting messages saying, where's the podcast? Have you quit? Have you fell out? I thought it was going to be in the Sentinel soon. Ian and Mark have fell out. No, but I do think the little break does us good at the end of the season because the reality is it gives you a bit of time to reflect. Let's get ready for the next season. 
and we've got a lot we had a lot cover yeah and, and the thing is sometimes I think maybe in the past people might say oh well of the podcast but I remember something last season where we like what have we got to talk about well I've been for a walk has uh, <laughs> anything happened else though no not really <laughs> yeah, I, can remember, I can remember one podcast we did last season in the summer where we literally talked about a loan deal <laughs> for now <laughs> great podcast lads what a great loan so right, that's, that's right what's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and I think sometimes that's where the close season does need a break and because now we're sort of on the countdown now aren't we yeah it's, yeah. it's not far off pre-season and what I want to know as well with the pre-season because I think we're playing Linfield and all that lot, I'd, I'd love to know if we can go, because I'd like to go to Linfield or go to one of the pre-season ones, yeah. not one in England, but if it's in Scotland, maybe against the Hibernian or something, yeah. I'd love to go up there and watch Stoke play against Well, I don't them. think they're letting you in, are they, in Scotland at the moment? Well, I, I don't know, this is what I mean, because of the Covid situation. Well, they must be, because Ukraine fans are in, so they must be letting people in. Yeah, Ukraine are there now, so yeah. they must be allowing people in, so if we play like Celtic sometimes straight up there, it's one, it's one of them really to be honest this is a game that we need to watch really because this this is our next opponent whoever yeah wins whoever, whoever wins this game Ukraine and Sweden as we're watching live you won't know we're live because you'll, you'll listen to this tomorrow and you'll know what happen. the result is and you'll know what's happened so we're, we're going to do a live show now talking about Sweden and Ukraine <laughs> then for well it's not live so you'd be bored because you, you know the result I mean there's actually Scottish fans in there watching the game as well just to sort of just, just, just to see what, it, what it's like to play in the next round of a <laughs> see what it's like in a knockout game <laughs> this is what it's like being a knockout game <laughs> ooh the music's different at the beginning <laughs> oh what's happening so we've never done this <laughs> I feel sorry for Scotland fans I, I really do I don't I know I don't <laughs> I don't know why I said it but yeah that's another podcast done we're back next week we're going to cover the players so we're going to cover who we want to stay who we want to go from the players that are still here and you can't put Bonham on that list that new goalkeeper get him gone <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening you know where we are we're on all podcast platforms if you like the podcast and you like listening to us make sure you come and give us a like and a follow on Instagram come give us a follow on Twitter come give us a follow on Facebook because it all goes to helping us and helping yourselves get more content in the future. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.